Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic update for May. And with me today, I'm joined once again remotely by Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Megan, welcome as always. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I appreciate you joining me on this lovely Thursday morning. (laughs) It's beautiful outside, (laughs) finally. It is. So, so Megan... What's going on in the markets? Uh, I know normally we, we we do our positives and negatives. So can you kick us off with something good? Some good, some yeah, good news. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sure you've seen in the news, um, markets have definitely been volatile, which, you know, we've been um, keep reiterating each each month to you, I believe. But um, <laughs> so kind of anticipating this elevated volatil- volatility within the markets. Um you know, but we still do view that the within the economy and the markets that the, the positives are outweighing the negatives. Um, so, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll take you down through those. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to ask. Sure. But yeah. So, you know, we we do like to look at the, the labor numbers, the unemployment figures um, as an indication of what's happening in the economy. Um, in, in April, we added four hundred and twenty eight thousand jobs, which was um above expectations of, of 400,000. So coming in strong, um, the unemployment rate held low at 3.6%. Um, although the participation rate did fall modestly to, to 62.2% in April. And, and, you know, that's the, the amount of people participating, um, in the workforce. Um, initial jobless claims did rise slightly from, uh, 19,000 to 200,000 for the last week in April. Um, continuing claims, however, dropped 19,000 to to um, below 1.4 million, which is the lowest level we've seen since the 70s. Uh, so, so yeah, so good numbers coming out there. Um, going down through some of these these um, labor numbers, the Jolts report, which is the job openings and labor turnover survey, um, rose to 11.5 million open jobs in March or 1.9 job openings for every unemployed worker. Um, and then we saw that quits rate rise to a record 4.5 million workers. So so really what's happening is um, workers have opportunities to switch careers, um, maybe go, um, you know, what they would consider a, a better job or whatever. They have more opportunity to leave their current employer and find market for elsewhere. jobs. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. So so still posting some big numbers there. Um, something else we like to look at as an indicator of what's happening in the in the economy is that ISM uh, manufacturing and service indices. So the Institute for Supply Management, um, they did both maintain their expansion territory in the month of April um, and both continue to report. Um, pretty good growth levels. So that's anything above 50%. Um, anything above 55% is considered exceptional growth. Um, so looking at the smaller side of the economy, the manufacturing index, it did fall slightly to 55.4% back um, 
from 57.1% in March. So it did slow down there a little bit, um, but still in that exceptional growth territory. Um, you know, they're, they're growing just a little more slowly. They still have plenty of demand, particularly for new cars, appliances, and other industrial goods, but they're still really struggling um, to obtain the supplies on time and, and the labor. So really um, maintaining those supply chain issues that we've been seeing persist here, um, you know, really since COVID. Um, you know, material prices are rising due to, to some of the highest inflation we've seen in 40 years. And, and those COVID outbreaks you've you've heard about in China um, and the war in Ukraine certainly are uh, adding to the strain for for the manufacturing side of the economy. Um, looking over at the service side of the economy, the larger side of our economy, it it also dipped slightly to 57.1%. Um, still, again though, well above that that 55% exceptional growth level. Um, so numbers are still looking great. Um, Service providing companies have definitely rebounded from rebounded from the decline in coronavirus cases and a shift in consumer spending towards experiences rather than goods. Hmm. Um, yeah, so good things coming out of both indices. Um, looking at at earnings season, um, they do. You know, companies are continuing to outperform expectations. Um, Four hundred and thirty-four out of the five hundred companies have have reported thus far. And 79% of those have reported earnings above expectations. So still seeing, seeing that earnings growth. Um, and, and we do anticipate that aggregate S&P 500 earnings and revenue are, will finish up 9, 9% and 13% year over year. Hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, it's fascinating that everybody's reporting growth, but stocks are not <laughs> reflecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that here a little <laughs> okay, bit. I'm later. jumping in. I'm jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Um wrapping up the positives, um that initial estimate for the first quarter of this year for GDP came out. Um it did show that the economy declined at a 1.4% annual rate. Um how however um and, you know, that really marks the first drop since the onset of the pandemic. However, most of the decline stemmed from a record trade deficit. Um, and re what really propped us up and and was positive coming out of this initial report was that um, <clears throat> the robust robust consumer spending and, and business investment, it's signaling that the economy is still steadily expanding. Um, you know, consumer spending rose at, at a 2.7% rate in the first quarter, which was was up um, from the fourth quarter last year and business spending um, on equipment, which is a sign, good sign of future growth prospects, jumped 15.3 percent. So good numbers coming out from the consumer and the business, which makes up the most of of GDP. Um, shifting over to the negatives, we'll get into those markets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first, we'll start with what we view as the most significant negative that we need to continue to watch, and, and that's monetary policy mistake. Um, you know, the, the Fed just increased rates here recently, um, 50 points. Um, they've sketched an aggressive tightening agenda for, for the, the remainder of 2022 and, and throughout 2023. 
Um, and we expect interest rate hikes at pretty much every meeting throughout the rest of this year. Um, and we also expect the 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 hike to for them to hike the rate by 50 points at several of the meetings this year, if not all of the meetings this year. So pretty aggressive um, stance there, pretty hawkish. Um, and, and the, you know, we watch, I'm sure you've heard of this soft landing. So, so you know, the market's a little worried. Are we, is the Fed gonna raise rates so much that it's gonna throw us into recession or are they gonna be able to achieve this soft landing and um, to be continued, right? We'll, we'll have to see, um, what signals come out as rates as rates rise and how markets respond to those um, rises. Um, also, something top of the headlines, um, you know, of course, the heightened geopolitical um, risks. It's casting a cloud over the markets and the economy. You have the war in Ukraine. Um, it's far from over. Um, you know, some of the implications, the, the Zwift delistings, the European Union proposed a phased ban on Russia oil imports for member nations. And while the West has toughened their position on Russia, Russia has prepared counter sanctions and continue to attack um, certain areas of Ukraine. It does continue to put upward pressure on inflation. Um, you know, the cost, cost of oil has certainly increased. Um, as I'm sure you've noticed. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of inflation, that's also something negative that um, continues to pop up um, on the negative side uh, for the for the economy and, and markets. In our view, the March CPI report showed the impact of Russia's invasion invasion on Ukraine um, on gas and commodity inflation um, and consumer prices as a result rose at their fastest pace since 1981. Headline CPI jumped 1.2% and 8.5% year over year while core CPI decelerated at 0.3%. Um, rent prices and services inflation drove core inflation, but an important area of relief really came from the used cars and trucks where prices actually fell by 3.8%. And uh, kind of wrapping up those negatives, uh, for, for markets in the economy is, is COVID-19. It's still on there. Uh, it's just not top of, top of our list anymore. Um, it, it really still remains an important driver of economic growth throughout the remainder of the year. Um, there are still large regional impacts as we've seen in China. They're currently having one, one of the largest outbreaks they've seen since, since 2020. Um, and it's, it's given its zero COVID policy supply chain healing. Um, it may plateau for a few months and we're beginning to, to see this in the data that's coming out. So that wraps up the negatives. Um, kind of to, to round all this out, sum it all up and, and really what's that, what that's doing to markets. Um, you know, the market has a range of problems. It's been very volatile. Um, it's certainly led by inflation and the Fed's aggressive actions to, to fight those climbing prices. Um, inflation has been been driven upward by demand recovery, um, good scarcity, higher labor costs, and the war in Ukraine. And as asset markets recal recalibrate to the evolving economic environment, we do expect to see that continued volatility um, within the within the markets. And and of course, we've reduced risk levels um, accordingly. Um, however, later on in 2022, we do see some support for earnings 
and uh, potential for better returns as this uncertainty kind of dries up and, and clears and we can get a better visual of what's of what's going on. Um, you know, looking looking at the fixed income side of the market, you know, again, I they the FOMC did announce a 0.5 percent increase in the federal funds target range um, and signaled further increases throughout throughout the year as it maintained it, as it struggles to tame inflation. Um, they delivered that hawkish guidance. And, and um, by way of its updated summary of economic projections and their dot plot, um, real GDP was downgraded material, materially and inflation was re revised um, pretty much, much higher at two, to 4.3% year over year. However, notably, I should say that the, it should note that the uh, median uh, FOMC member now expects seven rate hikes. In 2022, um, although markets have kind of baked this in already and kind of already put, expected um, 10 rate, rate hikes in in 2022. So as as we see the FOMC raising the, this federal funds target range, the markets kind of already baked that in. So we shouldn't see any significant swings um, within the market based based on information coming out there. And um, easing inflation could potentially lead to upside surprises in Fed actions, which would obviously be a welcome sign for investors. For sure. Yep. Great. Uh, in, any closing thoughts, Megan, um, about what's going on in the market or, or strategies that you all are implementing? Yeah, sure. So like I said, you know, we were, we've been really anticipating some elevated volatility within the markets here for really since the start of the year. Um, so we, you know, we just look to quality, um, yield driven names, just those, the, the names, you know, are, they've been around for a while. They're going to do well. Um, and, and that's a good, it's actually a good buying opportunity for those names right mm -hmm. now. So, so just focusing on quality, um, and, and really, um, reducing risk within the portfolios, um, and waiting for that opportunity, you know, as I mentioned earlier, as this uncertainty clears, then we can start adding adding back into risk. But for now, we're we're risk off, focusing on quality names and and just padding portfolios to uh, weather the storm. For sure, Megan Kinsinger, thank you so much for joining me today, as always. And if any of our listeners have a question, or they want to learn more, or maybe they're looking at their four hundred one k and freaking out right now, or <laughs> uh, you know they they they've got concerns. How can they get yeah. the support that they need? Absolutely. Yeah, we'd be we would be happy to help. Um, just Google. Um, you can go to www.mybank.com or Google First United Bank and Trust. Follow the link to um, Wealth Management and you can locate the closest officer to you. Feel free to call us or email us. We would be happy to help. Awesome. Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. And you can leave us feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature 
and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.